0: The Lifestylist, episode 187, featuring Jason Waycobb.
1: I'm Luke Story. For the past 22 years, I've been relentlessly committed to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of spirituality, health, psychology, and personal development. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. Dudes, dudettes, I am really excited to tell you about Altera Pure. These guys make the most insane, organic, really high quality bedding. And this is what I'm using on my own bed now. So your sleep sanctuary is really important. And it really affects not only your health, but your quality of sleep. So these guys are going above and beyond the call of duty. And I'm just really stoked to have found someone that's not only organic, but certified pesticide-free and non-GMO. Did you know that you might be sleeping on GMO cotton? a lot of shady stuff going on in the labeling of uh, cotton in the industry that's used for bedding. So these sheets are super high quality, very well made. But not only that, it's just a great company because they're down with fair trade, social equity. They take care of the environment. Everything they do is done with complete transparency and they value sustainability above all else. Not only your health, but the environment and all that as well. So they're certified, tested, verified, 100%, super legit and badass. And they're also just great looking and very comfortable. So I'd love for you to go check them out. Their website is uh, alterapure.com. That's A-L-T-E-R-R-A-P-U-R-E, alterapure.com. And it's just really exciting news to share with you because I've been looking for something like this for a long time. But what's even more exciting is that if you go to alterapure.com and enter the code LIFESTYLIST at checkout, you're going to save 15%. And their stuff is really affordable already. So go to alterapure.com, enter the code LIFESTYLIST and save 15%. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my all-time favorite people and definitely all-time favorite podcast guest, and that is Lacey Phillips over at 2bmagnetic.com. In fact, right now, why don't you just stop this damn podcast and jump over to 2bmagnetic.com forward slash Luke to check out the courses that she offers. If you want to learn more about Lacey, I recommend that you go back to episodes 180, and even before that, way back in the day on number 96, Where Lacey talks about the way she manifests and teaches people how to unblock low self worth. Now, I've been really into the manifestation stuff, you know, going back to Abraham Hicks and the secrets and all these kind of things that are about like visualizing what you want. I've been making, you know, um, vision boards and vision books and stuff for many, many years. I love all of that stuff. But Lacey's stuff is a little bit different because she gets down to the root cause of what's blocking you. Now, as you guys know, when I run promos on the show, I only do it for things that I use, and I use Lacey's course. It's amazing. Even this is a funny story. After uh, the last time she recorded over here at my house, uh, the day she left, I went down and checked my mail, and I got a random check in the mail, and I was like, "Hmm, this you know could be coincidence because the check was already on its way there." But there's some magic to this girl. All right, seriously, the workshops take only 20 minutes a day. They're super approachable. Quick, accessible. You can do it from your home, even your phone, your laptop. So I want you to go to tobemagnetic.com forward slash Luke. And here's what's up. The courses are already very affordable. But if you enter the code Luke at checkout, you're going to save an additional 10% off. That's tobemagnetic.com forward slash Luke. And the code is Luke. Go get your manifestation on right now. What's happening, my kindred spirits? We are just rolling and tumbling into 2019. I'm here today with my guest, Jason Wachub. He's the founder and CEO of a little website called MindBodyGreen. Now, if you're into health and wellness, uh, it's highly likely that you're familiar with that site. And if you're not, you will be by the end of this interview. But before we jump into this interview, let's talk about next week's episode, Treating Depression, Anxiety, and Insomnia Naturally with Kelly Roman, another one I recorded out in New York City a while back. And that one will not disappoint. To make sure you don't miss next week's episode or any episode to follow, here's what I want you to do. Go to your device right now, whatever you're listening to my voice on, and click subscribe. If you click subscribe, you know what happens? That makes you a genius and a very cool person. It also means that every week you're going to get an automatic download of this here podcast with your old pal Luke. Next up, I've got a fantastic event, which I'm really excited about coming up February 23rd, 2019. It's called The High Love Experience and that will be taking place at Rama Institute in Venice, California. That's February 23rd. If you want to get tickets, I suggest that you do it now because it's a small-ish room and I think it's very likely that it will sell out. You can go to lukestory.com forward slash events to hook up on The High Love Experience. I did a podcast uh, on Christmas actually, uh, which was a portion of this particular program. So if you want a little sneak peek at kind of what we'll have in store for you there. You can go back and listen to that episode. All right, so here's what we talked to Jason about. Fantastic conversation took place at the uh, headquarters at Mind Body Green in Brooklyn. I think they call the neighborhood Dumbo. I still can't figure out why. Uh, I, there was no uh, elephants to be found, but there was a very intelligent, uh, enigmatic character named Jason that I had this conversation with. How to begin monetizing a passion project growing from zero to 10 million unique visitors a month. You know what? I'd like to learn how to do that. So I'm going to listen back to this episode and see if Jason has a pointer or two for me. Why it's so exciting that we're living in a time where Eastern wisdom is meeting Western medical science. How you can avoid getting caught up in the dogma of what you're eating and why that can be an emotional or even psychological problem. The good and bad of supplements. Marketing versus efficacy. How Jason reduces stress and relaxes as a very busy CEO. And then we answer the age-old question, what is up with the CBD industry? What's legit? What's not? Why going outside of yourself through psychoactive drugs or medicines might not be the path to wellness for everyone? And then Jason reveals what he considers to be the best high in the world. How Jason and his wife navigated the conception and birth process of their child. And finally, What You Can Do to Encourage Brain Health and Cognition Without Taking Anything. So as you can see, ladies and gentlemen, we cover a lot of ground in this episode with Jason, and I'm very excited to bring it to you. I'd also like to remind you that uh, I've got an online course coming up. It's called Biohack My Travel, The Jet Lag Solution. Uh, I'm hoping to have it out probably a month or so after this. We'll see how it goes. it's a lot of content going into it, but if you're interested in this class and you want to be the first to know and get an early bird price, you can go to lukestory.com forward slash travel, and I will teach you everything I've learned in the past 22 years of making travel not suck. That's lukestory.com forward slash travel. Again, to get into my upcoming event, go to lukestory.com forward slash events. And without further delay, I give to you our illustrious guest, Jason Wacom. Welcome to the show, Jason. Thanks for uh, having me. This is amazing. This is so fun being here at the Mind Body Green HQ in Brooklyn. Uh, one thing that I thought was cool, um, just as a business practice, and I'm sure you guys do a lot of things here that are cutting edge and innovative in terms of company culture. But right when I walked in, there was a chalkboard
0: <laughs> that had
1: these cute little drawings on it and it said, welcome, Luke Story. I thought... That's smart because you know what? When I walked in, I was like, oh, I'm special. I felt really, it was a really warm gesture. I was like, that's pretty cool. I bet there's all sorts of things going on here. And hopefully we can get into a little of that. But Good. it was nice to see that
0: mission accomplished.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's very thoughtful. You know, my first thought was like, surely there's more important people showing up here today. Why didn't the sign go for them? You know? They're coming later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're the first one. It's like, wait, when did they switch out the sign? But yeah, it was cool. So uh, let's get right into it then. In the interest of time, you know, I wanna I want to get as much covered as I can here. What's the latest and greatest at Mind Body Green? Like, what are you super excited about right now?
0: I think all things wellness. I, I think we're in this interesting, awesome time where wellness is not just. Quote unquote wellness. It's an expression of personal values and it's exciting, all the growth in the world, all the businesses, from consumer products to what's happening in media. It's just to me, it's like an exciting, awesome time to be in wellness.
1: Yeah, it it certainly is. And I think it's interesting, and you you kind of touched on a little bit, and that's that in general, I've watched the whole thing evolve to where it's become not just about eating a certain diet or, you know, having your green juice or taking herbs, sure. but there's definitely, um, much more mindfulness in the meditation and the spirituality and personal growth and development that's kind of become infused where it used to be, oh, you were just someone into health food yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. back in the day. You just go to air One. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's been neat to see that. So you... Prior to evolving into this business model, you had back pain, back problems, which I very much relate to, got into yoga. Mm-hmm. And as I understand it, based on my research and, uh, and that evolved you into going like, hmm, wow, maybe I can actually uh, you know, pivot career-wise and do something that I make money at in this industry. What was the very first thing you did that was mind body grain
0: so it goes back to the back pain and so i'm gonna be 44 in a couple of weeks uh, played basketball at columbia pains me to say 20 years ago <laughs> worked on worked on wall street as an equities trader that's what you know back then i was a kid who had college debt no scholarships wanted to get out of get out of debt and it was either wall street become an attorney or a doctor and i always joke like, i didn't have the grades to be a lawyer and i didn't have an aptitude for science so wall street it was uh so I was fortunate enough to to do well enough to pay off my college debt uh not enough to retire by any means and then 9-11 happened and like a lot of new yorkers at the time was deeply deeply affected by that event and just started like think like there's more i, I want to do something else and uh left for the startup world and found myself running a startup Uh, it was actually an organic chocolate chip cookie company that was in every whole foods market in the country in 2007 and 8. company wasn't doing so hot it's trying to raise capital it was during the recession extraordinarily stressed like was broke found myself flying almost 125,000 miles domestic i'm six foot seven so just like think about what already, that dear. looks like in a coach seat. <laughs> no, it's
1: and not so, so the yeah.
0: flying stress, old basketball injury. I had two extruded discs in my lower back pressing on my static nerve, the famous L4, L5, S1. Um, I know them well. Um, yeah, my
1: my it, arch enemies.
0: It's terrible. Like I my right leg was like a lightning rod, like excruciating pain. I could not walk. Went to a doctor. He said, You need back surgery. Quite, quite simple. And I have nothing against surgery, but generally see it as a last resort. And said, "Okay, you know, get a second opinion." And uh, that doctor said the same thing: you need back surgery. And it, and it was almost like he, an afterthought. He said, "You know, maybe some yoga or therapy could help, but you know, you still need surgery." So my wife, then girlfriend at the time, was was into yoga, and I was like, "You know what? I'll, I'll try yoga." So really light yoga, five to ten minutes in the morning and evening, nothing you know crazy like some restorative poses. Started to feel better and then started to look at you know stress sleep nutrition i was a guy as an athlete who was always like fit uh but something was wrong i was like clearly like falling apart in the the inside and so <clears throat> my idea of nutrition back then uh was a steak and multiple martinis. Like I ate so much steak, my wall my face is on the wall of the palm steakhouse in midtown Manhattan <laughs> next to Adam Sandler. Yeah, I'm serious. Next to Adam wow. Sandler and Joe Namath. So wow. like you'll see me immortalized at age twenty-seven. You can look to see the difference between them. <laughs> so is that like that's insane to eat that one right. year. Um, so, so you're know, a
1: pioneer of the carnivore diet I, in a sense. <laughs> yeah
0: I, I, so like i still I still eat meat, but when yeah. I do, you know try for grass fed obviously sure, and, sure. and eat, eat a lot more vegetables, but like didn 't like inflammation like I also thought back then like you know I also had kidney stones around like in my twenties, and I thought healthy was eating low-fat cottage cheese with Splenda every fucking morning. Oh my God, And I was just like, what the, you know, so it just had a distorted view and started to make all these changes. Nutrition was a big one. Started to eat more vegetables, learning about inflammation. Um, You know, looking at the environment, made a lot of changes to my life. Uh, And yoga was a big part of it. And over the course of six months, I completely healed. So I never got back surgery. And I still fly a lot, unfortunately. Now I use miles to upgrade as much as possible. I... (laughs)
1: <laughs> People always think I'm uh I'm trying to be uh, you know, like floss because I always fly first class. I'm like, no, it's literally just it's too uncomfortable. I don't fit. Yeah, and I barely it's, fit. It's, it's, I'm six uh, two and I'm I still freak out. In and, a, and there's in a sometimes I'll
0: upgrade in a small flight and I'm like, fuck, I don't really fit here either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's purely like I need to fit. Yeah. Um so at any rate, like I had, completely healed and I was like, Holy cow, like everyone's got wellness wrong, and, you know print magazines are, were about vanity and weight loss. And I was like, that's not it. Like, I, I feel pretty good, but like, I'm falling apart. Uh, and anything that was more holistic, uh, more connected, was like too new agey, too weird. I, I felt just preach the choir of people living live in the west side of LA and go to Erwan and, and and really didn't speak to quote unquote, you know, normal people who maybe lived, lived um, you know, in the middle of the country or not on the coast. And I was like, wait, wait, like, there's an opportunity here, like this is the clearly I was like this is the future like true wellness is this is blend of mental physical spiritual emotional and environmental well-being and it, all these things are interconnected hence my buddy green one word not three like you can't meditate and 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 eat organic all day but then like you know throw uh toxic products all over your body and environment like that's no good and clearly like th- this was it and so launched my buddy green out of our apartment and in, in Went all in. Uh, and that's sort of how the journey began. Was
1: the first inception of it? Because I don't think I heard of it until it became bigger. And there's yeah. all sorts of different streams of content happening sure. now with the brand. Was the first one you sitting down and writing a blog post about, you know, the benefits of green juice or bone broth or? Sure. Yeah. What was the first thing? The
0: very first thing I had the domain earlier and we didn't know what to do with it. So it was like a, a version of like Dig, or uh, like we, vote up and down articles and then what i oh nine was when i was like okay I, we i know what to do here and it was it was content and it really started with me writing like the first hundreds of posts and then my wife colleen supported uh supported us financially she would write on uh, nights and weekends my fellow co-founders uh kept their day jobs and would code on nights and weekends uh, but i i was all in and for Three years didn't take a salary. It was definitely very stressful.
1: Wow. That's serious bootstrapping. Yeah. Three years is a long time. It was. Yeah. No shit. I, when I started, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I remember when I started this podcast, I went for about, i I produced it for about six months and then I started to get some ad revenue and stuff and it started to at least pay for itself, sure. you know, so... Um, I'm yeah, like, that didn't wow. happen
0: for us until 2012
1: six months uh, i mean uh, that sounds three years sounds like a long ass time to just believe in something and have faith that if you just keep you know putting your intention and heart and you know concentrating on the quality of content that it's eventually going to show sure. there,
0: there was a lot of faith and along with that there was also a lot of doubt and, and and moments where i was like i don't know if it's gonna work you know looking for a job like all those things but deep down it was i was i always people always ask like you know what would you do if you you didn't take a salary do that and i'm like yeah i did that for three years <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so like i know that this is it for me
1: and what was the first <clears throat> point at which you made money with this thing did you get did you run banner ads yeah or... we
0: started to do some advertising okay. in 2012 like we started to reach enough scale we started to do uh in 2012 like half a million uh unique visitors in a month and now we're $10 Yeah. Damn. Uh, wow. So that was when you could start to sell and make a little, and like in 2012, right. it's not like I started paying myself an exorbitant amount of money. Like we're talking like $3,000 a month. Right. So like it was something.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, at least you feel like you're not an intern anymore. <laughs> well, I still feel like interns
0: make more than that for here. So there's yeah. been
1: times I have a, a, this other business called School of Style. It's a fashion school, sure. and there were times we're about to celebrate 10 years on November 8th, actually. And uh, it's an we moved to online now, so it's great. It's an online business, and it's a bit lower touch, you know, as a result. But I remember times where our office admin made more money than me and my sure. partner or you know we we'd shell out some cash to our interns because we felt bad and we and then we wouldn't be able to pay ourselves and things like that it's a it's a funny thing when people are outside of a business and you're watching it grow and i think people get an erroneous conception sometimes that everyone just rolling in in cash because a name grows and you're you know you're seeing you know uh, popularity of a site or whatever it is but on the inside like a lot of people don't understand the wherewithal that one has to have To stick with it until you actually, you know, you have a career in the business that you own.
0: Mindset. Yeah. That's a big thing. We're still not the highest paid employees here. (laughs) That's funny. We're not. Well, you know, it's amazing actually
1: being in this location and that we have, you know, a YouTube camera going here that'll show us being interviewed. But perhaps on the way out, I'll do a little B roll or something. But it's a pretty impressive space. I mean, we're. We're in Brooklyn and, uh, you know, a seemingly nice uh, upscale neighborhood. This is a lot of square footage. How many people, how big is this space right here and how many people work here right now?
0: So it's 10,000 square feet. of that 10,000, we've got a 2,500 square foot studio, which I, you see they're filming in there today. we re- record all our stuff there. Uh, right. It's about 50 people.
1: Wow. it's yeah. amazing. It's a lot of heads to feed. I was, yeah, I know. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know that sense of responsibility. I, right now, I don't have any employees. We have just contractors and I'm like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> I never want to have employees again. I'm happy for you. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, but it, it was actually cool showing up here too, because there's space to record in. Whenever I record in New York city, I'm, I'm in some little corner. It's all dark. I, I never have room for my tripods and stuff. So it was really cool to walk in and be like, oh sweet. There's beautiful natural lighting. There's ample outlets to plug in everything. So yeah, happy to be here. So uh, as you've watched, Uh, since forming this thing you've got here, uh, have you watched the health and wellness scene? What are some of the trends in terms of, uh, you know, fitness or health routines, health gadgets, supplements, uh, styles of of eating? (laughs) What have you seen that's kind of come and gone and proved itself to be bogus or not useful? Or even, you know, what things have you seen go and come back? For example, when I first got into this stuff, which was the late 90s, um, you know, raw food and veganism and mm-hmm. juicing was all the rage. People like David Wolf were popularizing David
0: that. avocado Wolf. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> popularizing that lifestyle. And then it's everyone went paleo because they got sick being a vegan, or many people did. And then now you've got the medical medium. I read his stuff and I'm like, wow, this is fantastic. And then you finally get to the end and he's like, yeah, so you should juice vegetables. I'm like, really? We're back here again? We already did that. Sure. So what's it been like as an observer and participant for you in terms of what's come and gone?
0: A lot of things have come and gone. I I think where we are today, it is this exciting time in terms of Eastern meets Western. That's something I've always believed in. So like, Eastern is not always the solution. So, like Eastern acupuncture, you know, we could go as far out as shamanism and all that stuff and Western, you know, Western medicine. And to me, neither is perfect, but it's clear that the combination of Eastern and Western functional nutrition, functional medicine, if you will, like is the future. You know, sometimes you need spinach, sometimes you need surgery. And there's science, science is really catching up there. And what does science say? Science says that uh, we're all unique individuals. You know, we've got whether it's twenty three and me or all the blood tests and labs you can get. And so, you know, we could. Some people thrive in a vegan diet, and they can take the blood the blood test to to say that. And some people don't. And so paleo and what have you. And I think we're all unique. You know, I'm six foot seven, two hundred and so pounds. 44 years old, like what works for me is not going to work for a five foot three, 23 year old, hundred pound woman, most likely not. And I think that's where, that's where things are going, which is exciting. And I think, you know, we're all unique. Uh, And that, that applies to, you know, what's hot right now, you know, keto, intermittent fasting, you know, whether I'm vegan, whether I'm paleo, whether I do yoga, whether I do CrossFit, like all of those things, I think we're all unique. And I also think, so like, even though, Say diet is somewhat like religion, and when you challenge some someone's people identify with diets, and and when you challenge someone's identity, it can lead to a very tough conversation. It's who they are. I think that's sort of like where where the the diet wars happen. And to me, it's just sort of silly i think it's important to listen to everyone's point of view and take a little bit from here and take a little bit from there and this is this is what works for me and i think that's what's great And i think that's what that's where wellness is going i think uh, and science is just so exciting right now like when i think of science it's about well what are you looking for it's about it's outcome driven it's about efficacy like we're, we're talking about like the explosion in supplements or what have you it's like does this stuff work and science is really catching up and saying like, this works, this doesn't, you can test for that. This like microbiome, super exciting, but like, you know, science still like catching up there, like very primitive, early stages. Uh, but it's just exciting. And I think it's it's finding what works for you, listening yeah. to your body.
1: I, I agree. It's I, I've found it. Uh, interesting and funny just to observe how the human ego attaches to certain things. And of course my ego attaches to whatever. I like my black skinny jeans and sure. my BMW, whatever, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, we all have our thing, but it is an interesting phenomenon uh, how people become so identified with the food that they eat. And that that becomes like a billboard for this is who and what I am. I always found that strange because it's I guess I just have more of a um, utilitarian sure. uh, relationship with food. It's just like, what's the fuel I can put in that doesn't hurt me, that gives me energy, that I can just go live my life? It's not like a a big motivating factor. So I've never... My particular ego issues haven't so much attached to like, oh, I'm vegan or I'm keto or whatever. But I find it strange that people get so caught up in that because as you said, it's not only... Um, Different for each person, but it's different at different times in life. Absolutely. Right? So you, you might go through a phase where you do green juice for 30 days because you just need a reboot. But that's not necessarily sustainable, sure. especially if you're a big guy like you yeah. and I, your junior in size uh, are. So I like that perspective. And I always, I always try to encourage people, like, don't, don't get caught up in the dogma of what you're eating because it's going to change. Yeah. You know, I, I've, my brother just did a carnivore diet for like four months. And then one night, midnight, he texts me, dude, are you around? I think I need to go to the hospital. No, it wasn't related to the carnivore diet, as it turned out. He had, a, he had a, uh, a pulled muscle in his rib or something, but he thought he was falling apart because he had done this carnivore sure. diet, you know? So he stopped doing it and then later found out that it was the rib thing. But you, you just don't know how long you're even going to carry on with something like
0: that. I think just being flexible is a good skill for life, Skef- ske- flexible in terms of thinking. And, and especially when it comes to diet. And I, I get how people can fall into that trap. So many people come to wellness because of a life-changing event. And it's like, oh my God, right. this works. I was so sick. And this or like whatever it is. And it's like, this is it. And like they they identify with it. And I understand how that happens. Um, but it could also be a little bit dangerous. And that's something at MindBody Green we've always been very mindful of. Like you'll see the best... The, the best and brightest in the vegan world and the paleo world, and different opinions. And we you know, and personally, I try not to ch- you let people say what they have to say. And I think people are smart enough. They can read a little bit there and hear a little bit there and then make a decision. Um, but it's about function, like functional, like functional nutrition. Like that's like what works for you. It's about function. I think most people understand through feeling in their body too of like, this feels good, this doesn't, and listen to your body.
1: Right. In terms of, uh, supplements and i'm sure being in the position that you're in you have companies sending you stuff all the time and you have access to every pill potion and powder that you could possibly ever uh want to explore if if i was to uh sneak in your kitchen right now and open your supplement cabinet what would i find what what would you enjoy taking if anything right now sure
0: a lot well like unbelievable interesting category um and, so, and yes, like I get sent everything. My desk is full of product. Uh, I will say that it's been really interesting to like, I've spent a lot of time going deeper there in the past year. Um, what have I found? I found that a lot of it's uh, marketing that trump trumps science and efficacy. Uh, a lot of great storytelling, but I think a lot of products don't work and kill you with information on where stuff comes from, but not science that supports efficacy so i think that's like super interesting that's a huge category and because it's huge and growing and unregulated like i think the fda people are starting to pay more attention to that um what you'll find like for me like i love the brand thorn i have a lot of thorn products like i take uh i take like seven or eight pills a day um to give you an example of how i approach supplements like the power of supplements when using properly so like i'm a tester my wife is not so heart disease runs in my family so like i've been tested for everything heart related um you name it everything's fine i'm in great shape but i have one marker homocysteine that like alone if high not good but debatable Um, so like my homocysteine was like off the charts so like so high that my doctor frank Lippmann, thought it was a mistake wow and did you have to retest i did and it wasn't a mistake oh damn but through the power of taking the right supplement dropped in 60 days to normal
1: what what was that magic supplement
0: it's a methyl supplement i could send you the the link but uh so i was like wow (laughs) like okay This is, and there's no, then there's no like, you know, I asked Frank, like, is there, is, do I take a, is it, is it pharmaceutical? Is there surgery? Is there anything else like a diet? He was like, no, you need to take the supplement. Like, this is the only thing.
1: (laughs) That's the beauty of functional medicine doctors. Yeah. That know their stuff. You know, they're going to try everything they can before prescribing a
0: drug. But there isn't even one surgery. There isn't. So you have no other choice. This was it. And to me, it's like the power of the right supplement. And just, and I started to go deeper and started looking at supplements. So like, to me, that like, Super interesting industry uh, you know and, and like the the big question with most of them like is this marketing or is this real? And I think the gauntlet's gonna like come down there in the next like twenty four months
1: well it's a, it's amazing because they're uh, the consumers of said health products are much more discerning than they've ever been. Because there's so much information available. I mean, yeah. you can listen to an entire podcast about one particular supplement or biohacking device, whatever. Yeah. I, mean, I do very dedicated shows sometimes that are just on red light therapy, or just on infrared sauna, sure. or just on a certain supplement. And I mean, you can really, as someone like me that's creating the content, you can really grill. Yeah. You know, the representative of a company and be like, "What's this really about? Is it real?" Here's some other things. It's that hard I've heard. people
0: to like, I think, I think a tactic that a lot of companies use now is they just kill you with information and then it becomes too much. And like, it's just TMI, but like, right. it, 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 so you have to be very sophisticated to really understand what works Yeah. and we're like science and I could talk a whole, but it, it's super interesting. And I think the world is changing there.
1: Do you have anything, uh, back to your supplement cabinet, do you have anything that you take when you need uh, to relieve stress or anxiety or to increase energy? Anything that you found that you're like, wow,
0: shit, this really works? I'm always gonna coffee, definitely works for energy. (laughs) I'm like, I love coffee. And I'm the type of guy who can drink coffee at 9 p.m. and still go to bed, even though I don't do that. Um, And I I, know I'm a good, uh, I'm pretty good with like stress management. And anxiety. I don't. I'm usually. I, I have a very high threshold for the unknown, which is an, an absolutely necessary quality if you're going to start your own business.
1: Yeah, if you got 10,000 square feet and 50 people, <laughs> and you're in New York City, I, I think you you have to have a way to to deal with that. Yeah, but
0: sleep. We have a twenty-one-month-old daughter, so like sleep isn't as great as it used to be. And I actually love uh, taking GABA, Pharma GABA, Thorn as a product. I love and like so GABA, magnesium, like juju like those are things I love. But like specifically GABA, I love for sleep at night. And like, what do people love? Like, what do I think is interesting? And I think hemp is super interesting. CBD, I think NR for longevity is interesting. I think collagen is interesting. And there's and then. Those are sort of the, the supplements I look at in categories, right. which like are experiencing growth. Like There's some science there. And then it's like quality, efficacy, and all that stuff. But yeah. like there's so much happening in the category.
1: We'll be right back at you after this brief but important announcement. Yo, I am super pumped to share with you beekeepersnaturals.com. Now, if you heard episode 175 with founder and CEO Carly Stein, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about are the highest quality bee products in the world from Beekeepers Naturals. Now, I've been using bee products for a long time. Back in the 90s, I was rocking like the bee pollen and, and, you know, using kind of gourmet honey over the years and things like that. But until that interview, honestly, I had no idea of the superpowers and the variety of different bee products. So, not only do these guys make the cleanest, most organic, most potent bee products, they also have The widest variety of products. So whether it's propolis, which helps you with immune system, um, soothing, scratchy throats, it's really potent stuff. Or the bee pollen, which is a superfood with vitamins and nutrients and gives you energy. It has amino acids and protein, whether it's the raw honey, the royal jelly. Uh, They even have a tonic for your brain. I mean, they have a lot of great products over there. So if you're not hip to the power of bee products as a superfood, I want to highly recommend that you get over to beekeepersnaturals.com. And honestly, if you want to just learn all about bees in the industry and how it's done and how it's done right for ecology and for the environment, definitely go back and listen to episode 175. It's It's a great episode and... The founder, Carly, is just brilliant and she's running a really great operation over there. So I'm very happy to support them on the show. And uh, like all the stuff I always talk about, I use them every day. In fact, I use it too much because I run out of it. Like when I interviewed her, I was like, so I do like a couple tablespoons of the bee Powered, which is the really potent one that combines all of the superfoods in the hive into one product. She's like, dude, the dose for that is half a teaspoon once a day. You're tripping. But, you know, I'm hardcore uh, because it just tastes delicious and it gives you like instant energy. So definitely get over to beekeepersnaturals.com. When you're there, if you enter the code lifestylist, that's one word, lifestylist, you'll save 15% off your order. So go to beekeepersnaturals.com, enter the code lifestylist. And now back to the interview. The CBD industry is interesting to me. Uh, I I, I used to be a huge stoner, so it's interesting from that point of view. I I haven't smoked weed in like almost 22 years. It's like me. I grew up in Northern California. It was just the fabric of the culture there in the 70s and 80s. So I'm just the look of it, the smell of it, the whole thing is just like part of my DNA almost at this point. But there is so much uh, happening in the CBD and just hemp industry in general right now it's really hard to see through the fog when you have a hundred brands a week seemingly popping sure. up and no, we have the best extraction method. We have the best plants. We're the most organic. And at the end of the day, I'm still kind of like, yeah, but does CBD from a hemp plant even do anything? Because <laughs> right. the, the, the stuff from back in the day, the real like alternative medicine use was illegal extracts sure. of the cannabis plants. So the buds, right? The psychoactive and people that had terminal cancer and uh, you know, uh, seizures, epilepsy, all these kind of things that that plant has been useful for. And even like, I would dare say, there's a lot of accounts of people getting cured and I don't even sure. use that word a lot, but there just are. And this is going back, you know, 20 years I started looking into this stuff. But all of the really hardcore healing seems to come from the cannabis plant that has THC and it's psychoactive and you'd have to take psychoactive doses if you were terminally ill to really get the effects. Right. Do you believe in the the hemp plant, the CBD having effects? Have you noticed any benefits or seen any research that indicates that, wow, yeah, you you can use this and really derive benefit sure. from it?
0: I'm like, this is a complicated conversation, but I'll say a couple of things. One, okay. my view on hemp and CBD is, you know, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And I see hemp as the whole. And then the question is like source, so like, where's it? Where's it coming from? The, the the knock on CBD is like, where's it really coming from in the U.S. and like, the soil and like, is it the regulation there and like, is it really organic? What are the methods? Like, is it toxic? Like, it's it's very like, it's a little bit of the wild wild west and technically totally. like, you can't. So like, one of, one of the things like, I do like hemp. Like, I like stuff from Europe. Like where the standards are a little higher in terms of quality. I'll mention Thorne is like a great hemp product, like, but like real quality, like they do a good job. Um, so, but, but like, so I, I lean toward hemp. Like CBD is part of the plant and hemp, but it's about like there are other benefits with then uh, the endocannabinoid system right. with hemp. And then right. if I look at like the medicinal conversation that's psychoactive to me like they're two different conversations like if i'm looking for every day like anxiety it's that i think let's talk about like where wellness is today and i'm someone you know in college and so forth like i i did everything i tried everything and like now like I'll, i'll drink but not that much you know and so i have a strong point of view on psychedelics and anything that's psychoactive including thc and unless it's an extreme situation so like unless like you know we're talking about cancer or seizures and like there is like okay it, it, that's more of the marijuana conversation with psychedelics like, no, sure. like unless you're bipolar and, and all like there are things I, I just don't buy it i don't i don't think you know i go back to like the indiv- individual human and i think it's dangerous to make generalizations around anything that's psychoactive you know I have, and speaking anecdotally, like I have friends who did crazy shit in high school and were tripping on Tuesday morning, like during the week, <laughs> multiple <laughs> times, <laughs> and they're and, and fine. And right. I know, and I know a couple right. other people that it it didn't work with their genetics and and ended up, you know, taking their own lives. Wow. And wow. so I think it's dangerous to just say like, oh, like microdosing or whatever. Like, unless like you've been tested genetically and there's something like, I think if you do all those things, maybe it's okay. Like, but for some people can activate the wrong genes and those genes could be catastrophic. Uh, So I definitely, I also think, you know, as we talk about true wellness, it's about like getting within. And I think anything that's psychoactive is taking you outside of yourself versus going inside. And I'm sure if you talk to, like, Rich and Julie, who I know you're friends with, like, I bet they have a strong point of view on this, too. And I, I just think it's, like, yeah. a little bit of bullshit. It's, like, I have friends. I'm not sober. But, like, sober, like, we will say, like, you're getting outside of yourself. Yeah. Like you're just doing, you're just justifying <laughs> drug. Like it's, it's totally. the same bullshit. Like, what do you, why don't you go within? You can experience like, talk talk about like, and I've, tr- I've done all this shit too. So it's like, if you're saying I'm experiencing consciousness or whatever, and I, I need, I actually need to read Pollen's book. I haven't read it yet. Um, you can experience that through natural techniques. There's just a little harder, you know, whether it's breath work or meditation, like people, uh, so going back to like the THC site, so like, like I, I just think overall it's dangerous and like anything, like I think people like to justify things that are fun yeah. And it's justifying sure. drug cult, drug culture to some degree. Like, oh, I'm sober, but I trip. Like, really? You're not sober. <laughs> and, I, and I haven't, and I don't know enough about a, like, I, but yeah, I just yeah. know like that's not, yeah. you're not sober. This is a, this is a huge T- I, I actually want to write something about it because i'm just like this is just not it's cool if you had no judgment like i have yeah. friend, like it's like it's cool if that's your thing but like don't say like this is a path to enlightenment because it's bullshit have you ever
1: heard the story about uh ram das giving copious doses of lsd to his guru
0: no but so, i know it was part of the whole him and timothy leary yeah and the whole so Ram Das and timothy
1: leary just major cosmonauts getting into psychedelics and consciousness research Ram Das goes to india uh meets uh, neem karoli baba right and just is blown away by all these majestic experiences there and uh and one day the guru asks what's that stuff you guys do what's that stuff right. and, and he said no you don't want to do this guru you don't want to do it and And, you know, he said, no, no, I insist. Anyway, he gives him this massive dose of LSD and nothing happens. And then they thought there must be a mistake. He must have not, you know, he must have put it on the side, you know, like not put it under his tongue or not actually taken it because he would have just been tripping balls. And they do it again and they watch him take it and nothing happens. And what he surmised was that Neem Kurli Baba uh, Maharaji was already there. (laughs) I love it. You know, there was no altitude to reach because he was already cruising at altitude. So it nullified the physiological uh, effect of the LSD, which is fascinating when I heard that. And that sort of turned Ram Dass off to the psychedelics. and thought, hmm, maybe I've got it wrong that there was a, a window into a house that I'm able to peek through on mescaline, mushrooms, whatever. Yeah. But I'm not living in the house. It's a shortcut.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and even with you know people say okay, like smoking weed's harmless, like, eh, you know, there was actually something a recent Harvard study where like jury's not out yet in terms of like damage it can do the like growing brain of a teenager. That's what you worry about, and I and I, another thing, yeah. like I'm speaking anecdotally, sure, I I like. I, I had friends who smoked so much weed in high school and like they just like fucking disintegrated. Yeah. They lost ambition. They started to like lose cognitive function to some degree and like never really amounted anything. And so like there's something about like as the brain is formed, like maybe different if you're a fully formed brain and you're 35 and whatever, but like it's dangerous. So I think like anything that's psychoactive needs to be treated with extreme care and it goes back to like, what do we really know with the growing human brain? And then going back to like personalization. Like, have you done 23andMe? Like, what genes do you have? Like, do, do you, does schizophrenic, did bipolar, depressed, like these things run in your family? Like, may not be so good. It may turn on something that you don't want turned on. So, at any rate, I just, yeah, I could talk a lot. I just have a no, it's cool. problem I, with it generally. And I'm I, not sober. Yeah, And I've done all this stuff well, it's, a long it, time ago.
1: It's a valid conversation. I think it's something that needs to be talked about from all perspectives because, I mean, I interviewed a, a channel yesterday named uh, Paul Selig, fascinating mm-hmm, guy. Sure. And I asked the guides, you know, being, I am sober, I've been sober almost 22 years. And, you know, people are always offering me ayahuasca journeys, come here, go there. And it's like, not against the idea because i really feel sure. solidly grounded in the way that i live and i love being stone cold sober i'm very sober right now it's the biggest high i've ever had in my life and i've done every drug under the sun there's no high high that's better than just being truly present with someone you know and sure. that's what i get to experience on a daily
0: basis it's harder
1: yeah, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's a lot it's, harder. Like you said, the word shortcut. It, there it's is trying, no, well, it's like what is no shortcut. You're trying
0: to get outside yourself. That's right. what it comes. And nothing against that. It's just it's just all it's 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 a delicate. It, it's delicate.
1: Well, yesterday I asked the guides. I said, you know, and I'm just hey, I, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. Uh, I don't know if these guides are, you know, they they're all knowing or what the deal is, but I asked the guides through Paul Selig and. And the answer for me was that there's no risk to triggering your addiction again, okay, in terms of sobriety. Uh, however, you may, uh, you may discard a part of yourself that you don't necessarily want to let go of yet. <laughs> Personalities, you know, ego shell, whatever it might be, not necessarily even with a negative connotation, but just mm, you might not want to open that door but you'll be okay if you do. You know, that was the message sure. from the guide. So it was interesting. I wouldn't say I have a pull one way or another, but as someone who's v- values their sobriety a lot, because if I drink or do any drugs, I mean, it's not good. I'm going to be in handcuffs. It's just instantly sure. a fucking train wreck. But I'm also interested in consciousness very much so and interested in expanding my consciousness and having the uh, most broad and deep experience of life that I can And it seems like there are people and have been people throughout history that, like Michael, Paul, and I haven't read the book yet either, I'm interested in doing so. It seems that there are people that have expanded in ways that don't necessarily then go off the rails and become a derelict on the street. So it's (laughs) it's interesting. You know, it's interesting. I don't know what the answer is, but it's definitely a conversation that I think
0: a lot of us Yeah, it's like, I'll never forget. Like someone said to me once, like, you know, you shouldn't, there are some people who can, you know text and drive and be fine and some people can't or drink and drive whatever it (laughs) may be like i think it's unique and it's just be psychoactive is fundamental like if you think about like your mind is everything and i just think it's dangerous like if you lose your mind or something flips there it's like it's catastrophic so i think it's delicate very delicate and that's what's the scary part around anything that's psychoactive it's not like i'm gonna hurt my leg like if you hurt your mind you do damage there like that that's like can be catastrophic
1: so yeah yeah the uh the master governor up here between our ears. (laughs) yeah you lose (laughs) your
0: mind you lose hope (laughs) like anxiety, all these things like that that's like one thing like you talk to people who have all sorts of illnesses like it's just you lose, you start to lose your mind. Like that's when things unravel. That's that's so it's it's especially dangerous. I think.
1: Well, and one thing you touched on was the the developing mind and being someone that started doing drugs at a really really young age. I I don't want to like put a limiting belief on myself, but it's just a fact. I think I really did hurt myself. Sure. You know, uh, as my brain was forming, I put a lot of strange things into it.
0: Some people are fine. Some people aren't. (laughs) But you
1: just don't know. I don't think I am fine. I mean, its I don't want to say I have any regrets because the path is the path. And I'm very grateful for what I've been through. But I consider myself, I've never taken an IQ test, but I think I'm fairly bright. I mean, for someone that has no education, I dropped out of high school. I've been able to make a pretty good life for myself. So I must have some wherewithal. Sure. But I sometimes think, wow, I wonder if I would have been exceptionally intelligent had I not been, you know, snorting crystal meth at 12 years old or whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) even before that. But, um, I, you know, it's like, oh, I wonder the potential, what the potential would have been. But uh, it is what it is. But I, I definitely, I definitely agree. I mean, there's the human body and mind is so fragile all through life, but especially in those formative years when you have a baby now, right? And you're watching that baby just like force multiply before your eyes. Yeah. I mean, what is that, the matter that's forming that body made of? It's made of whatever goes into it. Yep. It's it's really, really interesting. Ooh, that brings me on to the topic. Sorry
0: for the the, the drug segue. No, it's great. Don't be (laughs) sorry. I,
1: I love talking about this stuff because literally just yesterday, you know, I was having a conversation about it with some entities. So it's, it's amazing. But I, I wasn't necessarily going to touch on this, but I'm curious in terms of, uh, you said you're a tester and your wife, Colleen, is not. Did you guys have any sort of uh, regimen or protocol when you wanted to conceive and then have a kid? Did, was there testing then or detoxing or certain dietary things? Did What was the uh conception and birth process like for you guys knowing what you know and having access to such a wealth of information sure
0: it was was a long process so we were just like overjoyed when we were pregnant uh you know colleen didn't do, do a doula or anything so colleen actually uh something she's talked about suffered from a pulmonary pulmonary embolism flying so we both have bad flying history so like she was high risk so there were things like out of like, and, and so PE, essentially a blood clot travels to your lungs, like it can kill you. So like Serena Williams had a pulmonary embolism, like it's something that's genetic. And so like, so for her and what, what makes you caught is being pregnant. And so you have to go on blood thinners. And then when you give birth, you have to get off blood thinners because then you could bleed to death. So like, we didn't Whoa. even have the, it was like, we're going Western because we want to live. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like a lot of things. You're not doing it in a kitty we we pool. Through, no, part. we couldn't. It's just like, <laughs> right. we, we didn't like, this is a serious thing. So, uh, right. and, and you know, everything was great and we gave birth to a beautiful daughter. But like for us, it was a long process that was like, okay, like now this is like, because of your history, it's like, she couldn't even see a regular doctor. She just see a high risk doctor. No one would take her. Wow. Because of insurance, like there's liability. Like you, you become high risk immediately. So, uh, we sort of, didn't didn't have a choice, but everything worked out easy, easy pregnancy and easy birth, and our daughter's great. So cool,
1: cool, wow. So, like
0: Western Eastern or not, like you need both.
1: Totally, like totally. Well, I I interviewed. I'm sure you know Robin Bearson. Yeah, yeah. you guys are in similar circles. Yeah, Yeah. we have
0: kids the same age. Oh right, right. Like Dax and Ellie are like a month apart. I think
1: right. So I interviewed her a couple times in the last last year when I was here in New York. I interviewed her again because she had just given birth, and I was quizzing her about how she did it and uh, it was interesting because she did an East meets West kind of mashup too. You know, she did had a doula and was kind of like, I forget the exact details of it, but she said, listen, I'm all cool with the natural way, but we don't live in a natural world. Right. Things happen. So I'm going to try to stick as close to nature as possible. But being a doctor, I also know that sometimes there are certain interventions that are necessary and things sure. like that. But it, it was interesting um, that she couple of my questions for her, she had a boys, you know, um, I was like, did you circumcise the boy? I'm about to do a podcast about that because I, I personally am circumcised, but I've learned a lot about it and it's, oh man, it's, it's not good. It's really bad for, for the male psyche in general. Another conversation but she's like, <laughs> no, she's like, we didn't really give it a lot of thought, but my husband was like, no, nah, let's not do that. And so she didn't do that. And then I think because we're on air, she was a little bit vague about the vaccine issue because there's a sure. lot of controversy around yeah, that. But it's complicated. I, it is very complicated, but I got the sense that she was pretty light on that, um, that practice. But uh, it's interesting when you talk to people, you know, like Dave Asprey, I mean, he wrote a whole book about prepping to have a kid and the things that you do before and what the woman can eat during pregnancy and after. And I think it's a really important conversation to have because sure. uh, a lot of people go at it kind of willy-nilly or they, they get pregnant without planning on it. Sure. right? And, uh, and what both parents are up to and especially in the, what the baby's up to in those formative years is going to have a huge impact on their life. Sure. So it's, um, it's cool, but you guys are doing great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. A little well, less sleep. But the little one's are a little
1: sick today, but yeah. it just happens with babies. Uh, I want to jump back to a little zigzag here. In terms of supplementation and things like that, so we've sort of covered the drugs and things that are psychoactive and may or may not have benefits and risks and the ratio of those. But do you do anything for brain health cognition? Are you into any nootropics or any of smart drugs, like all that kind of stuff?
0: No, I tend to eat like a a diet that's full of fat though. So every morning Colleen and I have organic coffee with grass-fed ghee. We yeah. don't we don't do the we don't do the oil, but just the ghee. So like every morning we start with that. I love avocados. Have a lot of avocados. Like we definitely do like a full fat diet um, in terms of brain health. One of the things it was a topic at our Revitalize event, which you definitely have to. Come oh yeah, to next I want to come year. to that. Um, we did a lot on brain health. Like it's just the numbers are just so. Scary. It's like if you live to age eighty-five, you got a fifty percent chance you'll have dementia. It's like it's crazy, fifty yeah. percent. Oh and so we God. had. Uh, oh, that's horrifying. What's interesting though is we had a husband and wife team of doctors, a shares eyes, who also are friends with Rich and Julie. And like, we didn't really. We talked a little bit about diet, but what we asked, what's the number one thing you you recommend to someone who wants to like have a healthy brain? Purpose. Wow. And so like when I think about this world and we talk about like testing and food and okay, like I, I definitely believe, and Rich has said this too, uh, health begins on your plate. So, like you start there, it's your baseline, it's a big core of like functional nutrition and what we do here. But then it's like everything, it's purpose. It's this idea of of uh, that, that you know, there, there's a wellness like in between the lines and outside the lines. And I think that's something you never want to like lose sight of the the unknown. And purpose is a big one. And that's the number one thing. These are doctors. These are like real doctors, MD, you know, not like an unexpected people who play answer. doctors on the internet, like real MDs. You see real patients. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And, and like purpose. And I think that's wow. that's a big thing. Yeah. That you is how do you measure purpose? You can't get labs for that. You know, you can't, it's, and that that's a big thing. And like, you know, I love Dave Asprey. I love testing. I love all those things, but like,
1: well, how on, do you test purpose? On the psychological and, and spiritual note, Then it's a great <clears> place <throat> to go. What's your, what's your inner relationship to your higher self, your spiritual self? What is, what does your life look like? from the inside subjectively in terms of a relationship with a higher power or prayer or, you know, being aligned to your truth? What are some of the things that have been useful for you? So
0: so I grew up Christian, uh, went to church, even taught Sunday school. where did you grow Uh, up? Long Island. Okay. Found myself like, In church, in college, when I was like in desperate need of like, I'm going to get kicked out, or please don't let this happen. Like, you know, (laughs) a lot of like Christian, like a lot of people like only only find religion when you know.
1: Yeah, we we like there
0: are no atheists in foxholes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and so that that was sort of my practice, and then I've gotten back to you know religion, spirituality. So like, what does that look like? I meditate. I am a huge believer in in gratitude. I think no matter what religion you subscribe to, like. Gratitude is the foundation of, of religion. Uh, you know, Colleen and I will watch Joel Osteen on TV on I Sunday. I love him. He's a great, like, he's a great inspirational speaker. And there's always yeah. a great message. And so, uh, but it, generally, just, you know, and I always try to like, gratitude's a big thing. That's something like daily, try to like Don't really you be wake up in for. the
1: morning and yeah. say, thank yeah. you. Thank you. You did your homework. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I do. That's cool. Yeah, I, um, I actually did that this morning in preparation for the recording. Awesome. Oh man, that's cool. It's, you know, early morning uh, routines like that have been challenging for me because I'm just, mornings are abhorrent to me. Uh, really difficult to have any sort of cognition going on. But I think if you could bake in that sort of habit where the framework of your day is set by that very first intention. Yep. Uh, what do you avoid when you wake up? Are you... uh? So you do, what you do? Vedic meditation?
0: I do. I do everything now. Yeah. So like before, so there's like Jason pre-baby and Jason post-baby. So like pre-baby was, you know, 20 minutes, twice a day, once a day. Now post-baby, it's, you know, a couple minutes here and there. It's a little bit of Vedic. It's a little bit of mindfulness. It's a little bit of gut. Like I just like do whatever and I always find time for it and be flexible. And it goes back to what you said earlier, You have to be flexible. Life changes. You change. I'm a big believer now today. uh, Jason doesn't have a lot of time with a kid and works with his wife. And like our our life is is pretty full and hectic of like five to 10 minutes. So like I go to the gym now. I do yoga. Like everything's 10 minutes or less. And I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. 10
0: minutes, like that's it.
1: I don't have kids, but I hear when you have kids, there's there's two things that go. Uh, one is sex and the other is meditation. <laughs> oh, no, three, sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's fair to say. <laughs> yeah. And what are some of the things that you, uh, you avoid doing first thing in the morning? Are you someone that's like, well, I'm not checking my email until I become grounded? Uh, what are
0: your... your- it depends. Uh, I try not to go to email immediately. I try not to do that. Uh, and I'm getting better at it. Um, so like I always try, like we're big, our one ritual is like get up, ca- our, our our coffee with, with Guy, like do that. And then I'll try to like go to email. So I'll try to wait a bit. And, him, and we'll try to avoid talking about work in the bedroom Smart. immediately. And then we get downstairs and we're just like getting better. But like, life happens, work happens, we work together, we're passionate about what we do. Sometimes it happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I've I've had a relationship with a co-business owner and ultimately it had a lot to do with our demise because we didn't know how to find that separation. Sure. You know, laying in bed, laying in bed, like how much money do we have in the account? We should do this and that. It's like, talk about a block to uh, intimacy. It's hard. We've gotten
0: better at it. Yeah. uh, I think, what's good about Colleen and I is we operate differently and we're complementary in a lot of ways right. and make it, it works. Um, and we've gotten better about like creating rituals around space, like morning and evening, like Colleen can't like go deep. We're not going to go deep on financials at night. <laughs> right. It's just going to be hard to sleep. Right. And so we're good about carving out time there and finding space like in, 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 In those key times of day, like getting up and going to bed.
1: Uh, As we come to uh, wrapping this up, I've been perusing the site and like the MindBodyGreen site, there is so much content on there. It's it's like almost too much because you can go down a rabbit hole and there's just like anything you want to learn about in all health and wellness is there. And then there's also this massive suite of online classes and training that you can actually do if you want to take a deeper dive. Uh, what are some of the other things coming up or uh, part of your vision that you'd like to see or that are coming down, sure. down the road here?
0: Sure. So you mentioned, Robin, functional nutrition. Uh, we have a functional nutrition program, which is a big part of, of what we do and what we believe in. We say like health starts in your plate, like food, it starts there. And then these other things like starts, you can't exercise your way out of a bad diet, as Mark Hyman says, and we believe that. Um so that program specifically is like best-in-class functional medicine doctors. So Mark Hyman, Frank Lipman, Dr. Taz, Amy Shaw, Kelly Levesque, the nutritionist. Uh, we're actually like, it's it's like 20 plus hours of content. It's people people buy that product and like the, the feedback has been unbelievable. And so we're adding more doctors, which is cool. super exciting. So you're going to see like some of the biggest more big names in functional medicine being added to that training and we're going to add them throughout the year so to me that's like one of the most exciting things we're doing like i saw personally how like nutrition played a large role and i had like i could talk about like i had issues with parasites a couple years ago and like it came back to like really nutrition and functional nutrition where i was like holy cow like this this like fundamentally changed my life and allowed me to be at forty four like the best shape I've ever been in. And like I always say, like how do you change people? Like diet, food, like functional talk about access, something that's so important. to us at my buddy Green, the best functional medicine doctors like live in New York and L A. Like they're not the, they're, and they're they're expensive and they're hard to get to. Like you may not yeah. even get in. Like I love Mark, but like try getting an appointment with Mark. It's not going to happen. Um, so to create a program with like the best people in the world is like something like access is such a huge thing for us so like the big news is like we're we've never talked about that actually publicly like we're adding more doctors so it's not like we've got our eight doctors and that's it like we're adding a lot more some awesome names so that's, oh, that's exciting great. yeah
1: that's great yeah i agree the uh, the access is a huge issue for people that don't let you know you live in north dakota and
0: you know, you yeah went, you can't go to like, a doctor and, and it's complicated you can't yeah. say like "What? what's functional medicine well i don't I don't. yeah you know, it's like good luck
1: yeah that's cool man awesome good for you guys uh my closing question is this so you've taught me and our audience a lot today uh who have been three teachers or teachings that have influenced your life in a meaningful way that you might share with our audience
0: so that they can go study with wow so they can go study with I throw
1: that in just to make it harder because a lot of people are like, oh, my mom and dad and Jesus or Buddha. <laughs> like, right, right, right. You know, it, it can be anyone, honestly, but it's fun when someone's like, oh, I know this author or this book sure. or this teaching. And then we put it in the show notes and people can dive deeper. Sure. Find sure. out how you arrived sure, at where sure. you arrived. So,
0: okay. So, uh, Frank Lippman, uh, functional medicine doctor, he's my doctor. He's part of the functional nutrition program I mentioned. Um, what I love about him, Frank is. Been practicing this for years. He's in his 60s and he's that perfect blend of here are the labs and then you need to get out of your head and chill out. And like that, that blend of like a throwback family doctor, like maybe just need to like, maybe you're over testing or maybe you need to just sleep a bit more or that. Like he, he, I think that that's what's interesting right now in medicine. He plays both roles. Like, here was what the labs say, here's what I say. And I think that's so powerful so he definitely and, and helped me overcome parasites and like just an amazing uh amazing guy who's part of our program so litman um tara styles and michael taylor um two amazing yoga teachers and michael also does tai chi uh who we also have online offerings with on my muddy green uh played a large role in, in my healing from debilitating uh back pain so like They've been tremendous, and like the way they they practice yoga is very much in sync with what I believe it's it's about movement and breathing, and not necessarily like if your you know right toe is aligned with the toe next to it and it's not really gonna kill you unless it's unsafe and it's like indiv it's, it's like really finding um movement that works for you so like those are the three people who I would say like really. And if we talk about like cores of wellness, it's like movement and nutrition.
1: Cool. I got to ask you real quick if you can make it short because I know you got to go. Uh, what do you do about the parasites?
0: So like I went through a whole protocol with with Frank and it Herbs took a long time. Kind of yeah, but like I also, Frank was like, you know, you need to take the medication too. Oh, okay. And also like heavy heavy on supplementation, diet like i i vegan did not work for me, like it made it worse, like essentially went paleo, cut out grains, and like it was a blend of supplementation uh and being really strict with diet for for a while it's not like and multiple times and it's, it's to me it's like that's the future of medicine it's like sometimes you need to take the medication, but then you need to supplement it, and it's nuanced um and I feel great now, but like when I was going through it at the time, like I felt like fucking terrible and like, I'm not, I'm never anxious. I was anxious. I couldn't sleep. Like, I didn't know I went to Western doctors or like, you're fucking fine. And then I finally like went to Frank and he was like, I think you got a bug. He get a parasite and he was right. And I did the program and it took a while and I stuck with it. It was, and I was rigid about it and I finally got through it. But I think cool. I, I'm like convinced millions of people have parasites oh, and they my don't God. Know.
1: It's pandemic. People yeah. have no idea. It's, and you don't and, have
0: to travel to Africa. They oh, live no. in salad bars. Yeah. Yeah. All I, around the I US. I just did an
1: episode about it. Uh, and uh, a brilliant doctor and she was talking about all the ways in which these parasites and the different ones behave and the different organs they attack and then the seemingly unrelated effects of, you know, your thyroid getting. Um, affected by parasites and just everything yeah i mean it's crazy what an impact these bugs have on you when they get out of hand and uh yeah it's very very cool so and it it, and i've experienced myself it's a much longer journey than just like cool i'll buy a bottle of wormwood pills take those for a week and i'll be fine i I,
0: I did every i tried every (laughs) i saw like and i went crazy eastern i saw like I did colon hydrotherapy for months. I saw an iridologist. You don't even know what that is. Like someone who looks through your your eyes. Like I I went like everything to avoid like doing what I had to do with in terms of medication and and supplements. And when I did it, it finally worked.
1: That's good for you to do what works. Well, dude, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and having to sit down. I appreciate it very much.
0: Likewise, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, look forward to seeing you again. Thanks.
1: Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we made it through another episode of the Lifestylist Podcast. That was in fact number 187. I mean, can you believe we're almost creeping up on 200 episodes of the Lifestylist Podcast? Man, I'm so grateful to be doing this for at least part of my living. Um, I'm very grateful for you, the listener, to be joining me on these shows every week. If this was your first episode, I'd love for you to do me, the show, our guest, and yourself, and someone you love a favor, and just uh, copy this and post it to your Instagram stories, or text the direct link to a friend, or shoot it to a friend in the email, or let someone know you found a great new podcast. It's a really good way to support. You know, all of us podcasters are always saying, "Oh, make sure to leave a rating and review," or go to my website, or do this or that. And to me, the the easiest thing for you, the listener, to do to support. Uh, the work that I'm doing here—if you could even call it that—to me, it's well doing these intros and outros. I'll be honest, that part's work, but the interviews—the <laughs> interviews are really fun for me. But if you want to support, the easiest way to do it is just share it with a friend. You know, if you um, you know someone that's starting right now, let's say um, you know a health and wellness website or blog like Jason did, and they need some inspiration or some insight, send this to them. All right. Okay, next thing I want to talk about is, of course, next week's episode. If you're someone that has struggled with depression, anxiety, or insomnia, or all of the above, I think at different times in my life, I've had a little bit of all of those, you definitely want to catch next week's episode with Kelly Roman. Uh, He represents a company that makes something called a circadia. And this thing is uh, clinically proven to treat naturally depression, anxiety, and insomnia. I use this thing, I want to say... I pretty much use it every day. I was going to say every day, twice a day. Sometimes I forget the second one, but I just use it when I meditate. It's super easy. This thing is badass. Basically, it's got a microcurrent that electrocutes your brain. It's awesome. So if you want to learn about that, uh, join me next week. That's really easy to do. If you just click subscribe to this podcast, then you won't miss any of them. Also, as I mentioned earlier in the intro, I'll be doing the High Love Experience, an amazing workshop that I created. And I'll be presenting that at Rama in Venice on February 23rd, 2019, 7 to 10 p.m. Go to lukestory.com forward slash events and get your ticket before it sells out. Don't play yourself. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Altera Pure. Uh, as a matter of fact, right now as I'm recording, I was concerned that my dryer was going to go ding do do doom do doom. Do, do, do. The thing that it does sometimes in the middle of recordings when the dry cycle is done. You know what's in my dryer? It's my beautiful, completely organic, non-GMO, super soft Altera Pure sheets. That's right, right now. Why am I washing them? Because someone's coming to house it tomorrow and I don't want them to sleep on stank sheets. i also washing them because I always take my semina pillow with me. My pillow, I always take my pillow with me when I travel. And so I got to have a clean pillowcase, you know what I'm saying? Um, for a number of reasons. A, because it's it's happened to me before where I got on the plane and I, I got my pillow out like I do because I don't want to use their dumb little pillow with like that weak-ass filling. So I've got my Semina pillow. It's like a $300 pillow, natural latex, super legit. I pull it out and I'm like, super greasy, gross-looking pillowcase. I'm like, that's never going to happen to me again. You know, because you know you put the oil on your face before bed and stuff. The pillowcases, they, they, they look germy. They look stank. I can't be having that. So there's some backstory on Altera Pure. If you want to hook up with literally the best organic sheets in the world, don't play yourself and get those fake-ass ones at Target that say organic cotton. What you don't understand, well, maybe you do if you're savvy, but mm, there's a lot of scams in the bedding industry, mattresses, bedding sheets, all that stuff. What they'll do is they'll grow organic cotton, but then they spray it with all these chemicals. So you don't want that. So if you don't want that and you want to put your face eight hours a night, ideally, on something really pure, go to alterapure.com. And if you want to save 15% off your sheets, just enter the code LIFESTYLIST. That's all one word. alterapure.com, the code is LIFESTYLIST. Next up, if you want to make some money so you can buy these fancy sheets, actually, they're not even that expensive, but if you want to buy um, anything in life, car, gas, food, take your lady or man on a date, whatever the case may be, uh, then you want to go to, to be magnetic.com forward slash Luke. That's our former two-time guest Lacey Phillips online course, which I'm currently doing. And it is badass. Uh, I'm, I'm rolling in cash here. I don't know about you, but um, I'm, I'm like sleeping on a bed of $100 bills on top of my Altera pure sheets. No, but seriously, uh, the course really works. It takes about 20 minutes a day and you just need to hop in there to be magnetic.com forward slash Luke use the code Luke and save 10% off that's Lacey Phillips to be magnetic.com forward slash Luke and then I want to talk about something super sweet and that is Beekeepers Naturals the best, absolute best bee products in the world guaranteed to be free of glyphosate that's Roundup that's in a lot of bee products you guys even if something says organic again, here's a little inside baseball for you what happens is you have a bee farm, right? And you're, you got an organic farm. You're doing it right. But guess what? The dude next door, I think bees travel something like five miles or something. The dude next door on his farm is spraying Roundup, which is known to cause cancer, legit. He's spraying Roundup on all his, you know, um, apple blossoms or whatever the hell the bees are munching on. And then those bees come back and put all the glyphosate in their hives. And then you buy that organic honey and you are playing yourself. Again, I've said that. I've said play yourself three times in this outro, which really annoys me. Normally, I would edit that out, but it's at the end, and who the hell is listening to this anyway? If you're listening to this right now, you're a diehard lifestyleist fan, and baby, I love you. Beekeepers Naturals. Go to beekeepersnaturals.com if you want the best bee products in the freaking world. Use the code lifestyleist that's all one word, to save 15% off at beekeepersnaturals.com. The last thing I want to tell you about is my upcoming online course all about biohacking travel. It's called Biohack My Travel, the Jet Lag Solution. If you want to get on the wait list for that and get the early bird price whenever I get it done and put it out, which will be hopefully soon, you can go to lukestory.com forward slash travel. That's lukestory.com forward slash travel. If you don't feel like putting uh, that in your browser, just text the word Biohack My Travel to the number 44222 on any US phone. Text the word "biohack my travel" all one word to the number four four two two two, and I will notify you first thing when I get that course done. It's going to change the game for you. If you like to travel to see your family, go on vacation, have fun, uh, travel around, do business, and your trips get um, you know uh, cut short in terms of your energy and your enjoyment because of all the flying and the bad food and the bad air and the EMFs and everything that happens to us when we travel then this is the course you're going to want to sign up for. So go to lukestory.com forward slash travel, get on the wait list, and I'm going to hook you up first, okay? Thank you so, so much for listening to the show. And please, one more reminder to share this episode with someone you love or even someone perhaps that you just tolerate. See you next week where we learn how to biohack sleep, depression, and anxiety with the circadia. This episode of the Lifestylist Podcast was produced by podcastmasters.net.